You are listening to the sermons of Mission Hills United Methodist Church. We are a reconciling congregation in San Diego, California, who believes in loving God by loving all, connecting faith and community through worship and serving others. To find out more about our worship community, visit us at our website at missionhillsumc.org. Thanks for listening. Today's scripture comes from the gospel according to John chapter 20, verses 19 through 31. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As God has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hands and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered them, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing, you may have a life in Jesus' name. The word of God for God's people. Thanks be to God. Do you remember this experience? Do you remember being a kid, maybe playing on a playground or in your neighborhood with your fellow young people, and then you might have made a claim about something that you could do? Perhaps you were running a race and you told your friends that you were the fastest, or that you could make a basket by throwing it backwards over your head, or that you could do a super cool backflip on a trampoline. I remember in middle school having a series of these moments when I played volleyball. I was decent at the sport, but serving was my strong area of the game. It came easy to me, and I prided myself on being somewhat untouchable when it came to my serve. I started doing this serve where I'd stand super far back behind the line, and the arc of the ball going over the net was so small that it would reach the other side, the ball would just drop, and it would make it really hard to volley back. Whenever we were in practice, I'd brag to my friends, saying something like, I can make it over the net from way back here. Chances are, making a big claim like that, or a backflip on a trampoline, or backwards baskets, or being the fastest, it would yield a similar two words in response. Prove it. We like proof. We like knowing that something is what it is. We like that sense of certainty, especially when so much in our life feels uncertain. 
This isn't a new thing. And in fact, our friend Thomas had similar feelings in our scripture today. This story comes to us today from John's account of the gospel as Jesus reveals himself to the disciples in their home. The disciples were in this locked house because they were afraid. It's a gloomy time, I imagine. And then suddenly Jesus enters the scene. If you've seen the Harry Potter movies, I picture it looking like when Hagrid bursts through the door in the abandoned cabin to pick up Harry for Hogwarts in the first movie. So Jesus enters and he says to the disciples, peace be with you. He greets them. And then obviously recognizing the shock they were feeling like this guy looks familiar, but the guy he looks like died three days ago. Jesus recognizes that shock and he shows the disciples his side where a soldier had placed the spear to make sure he was dead and his hands where the nails were placed as he went on the cross. Jesus offered proof to the disciples and upon receiving that proof, they celebrated together. Thomas wasn't with the others on that day, but of course his friends told him about it later on. Thomas is known sometimes in the church as doubting Thomas, because when the disciples told him what they had seen, Thomas said, unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails, and my hand in his side, I will not believe. In other words, prove it. Take a second to reflect on this question. What is one thing that you would like proof about? like Thomas. If there was something you could have absolute proof in, what would that thing be? People call Thomas a doubter, and they use that word as a way to say that he doesn't have a strong faith. But like, how would you be feeling if three-ish days after Jesus died, your friends came up to you and tell you that they saw him? Perhaps you might be a little skeptical too like Thomas was. The question at stake here really is how Jesus feels about Thomas when Thomas needed proof to believe that Jesus was right in front of his eyes. Faith had nothing to do with his skepticism. In the next scene, we read that Jesus shows up again to their home, this time Thomas being among the disciples. Thomas or Jesus repeats the same process from the first time that he visited. He greets them and then he offers proof, showing Thomas this time his scars in his hands and side. He says to Thomas, do not doubt, but believe. While many argue that this statement spoke to Thomas's sense of doubt and a rational kind of doubt that had no room being in place when discussing the risen Christ, I would argue differently. Because Jesus knew He always knew that what he was doing, what happened to him, it would affect the world in big ways. He knew that this had never been done before and would probably never happen again. He knew that if he were in the disciples' place, he probably would have trouble wrapping his head around it too. It says that not only did Jesus allow Thomas to look at his wounds, he offered them to him. He said to Thomas, I get it. I would be doubting this actually happened too, that this is actually me. So here, feel my hands in my side. I want you to believe, and I'm going to help you get there. I want you all to know that doubt 
is not a bad thing. In fact, doubt is holy. Because doubt is a kind of curiosity and it springs forth from those who care enough to want proof. We doubt because we care, because we want to dive deeper into that question. Thomas wanted so badly to believe that Jesus was alive, but he couldn't shake the feeling that it just didn't make sense. We are called by God to show our faith in many ways. In the Wesleyan tradition, our faith comes from four equal parts, scripture, tradition, reason, and experience. So Thomas, in expressing doubt, was using reason because it's not like some person, even Jesus, can just come back from the dead, right? And he also used experience, being that he saw him die. Which of these four, scripture, tradition, reason, experience, would you say informs your faith the most? Thomas, like many of us, craves answers, crave a sense of certainty in our lives. Sometimes we get told to have faith and that doubt and faith are incompatible. But if that was true, Jesus would have put his hands behind his back and hid his scars when he went to see Thomas and the disciples, telling Thomas that if he really believed, he wouldn't need proof. When we make faith about certainty, we don't allow God to show up and offer us small moments of proof, God revealing God's self to us. When we make faith about certainty, any ounce of question suddenly becomes a lacking or a feeling of not being good enough as a Christ follower. When we make faith about certainty, we lose the complexity of the gospel. So I offer this as our prayer. May your faith allow for doubt. And even more, may your faith welcome doubt as an opportunity for God to show up in the midst of your questions. May you be okay wrestling with your faith and see it as a sign of strength, not weakness. And may you believe that God invites us, all of us, to show up as we are every day to encounter this faith story through scripture, tradition, reason, and experience. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. Be sure to follow us on our social medias and check out our website for more information on what goes on in this faith community. Have a wonderful day and know that you are loved.